Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Freeze Nation, Sea Red Nation, Bears Nation, what is good? It is your boy, Path Designer, back at it again. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us. The Daily Show is back. Let me get them Bardons in the chat. Let me get them Sea Reds in the chat. Shout out to you guys for pulling up and showing love with us man we appreciate you tuning in and rocking with the windy city breeze as you guys continue to do thank you for that thank you thank you thank you we know there's been a lots of lots of ups and downs lots of changes with the show and different things like that but you guys have stuck through all of that man so appreciate you for showing me that consideration and love um Got a lot to get into today. Got a lot to get into today. First things first, we do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dog Whiskey. Bird Dog Whiskey, where the motto is life is short, so add some flavor. As you can see, I've got the Bird Dog right here. Yeah, we've been nipping that a little bit. We got we to gotta replenish the stock, but we've been nipping that a little bit. Um, that game yesterday did not go as planned, but I come into today optimistic. That's where we're starting this thing. I start on the positive. Is there a ton of negative that we can look at yesterday? 110%. How negative you want to get with it. How dark you want to go down this road. There's a ton of negative that we can look at from yesterday. But as Bears fans today, you should feel some of the positive. And that's what I'm here to do. We're going to break that down. We're also going to listen to some of the press conferences from yesterday. We're going to talk. Uh, uh, um, also listen in with uh, um, or, or break down some of what we saw from the offense, some of what we saw from the defense, the defense. I mean, if we can call that a defense. Right. And then uh, we're going to we're going to keep going with this with this positive outlet. I'm coming with a good mindset today because. Yesterday. Was the second week in a row. Where I turned on a Chicago Bears game. And I felt like I saw. An offense. Yesterday was the first day in a long time as a Chicago Bears fan where I felt like I saw a football team that could come out and play competent football. And I know you're saying that, Pat, they got they, they were down 14 to nothing early, right? Could have let it crumple them. Could have let it crumple them. Ton of mistakes yesterday. Defense looked awful. Scheme looked awful. Players looked awful on the defensive side. I don't know if that had something to do with Robert Quinn. I don't, right? Like, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Robert Quinn got got uh, uh, um, taken off of this team and that changed everything from him. I, I don't know. I think that it could have had an effect on them. I think emotionally it could have had an effect on a young football team, right? I know there's a lot of people that said, oh, a young football or your professionals, they should be able to overcome this. They're young. They're still human, right? Like, I know they're athletes, but they're still human. That doesn't always work. But yesterday I watched a football team that to me did not look like a bad football team. Hear me out. It looked like a football team that didn't have enough talent. What are you talking about, Pat? What the heck are you talking about, dog? We didn't look like a bad football team yesterday. We didn't look like a, a football team that, that was completely outmatched. Yes, we did. We looked completely outmatched, but not because we were poorly coached, not because we were not prepared for that game. We looked like we were going up against a team that absolutely could take a deep run in the playoffs. We're not there yet. I can live with that. I've come into this entire football season saying that I can live with that. (laughs) 
I can live with, hey, we've got some issues talent-wise on this team. Hey, we've got some issues that there, there aren't receivers. Hey, we don't have enough DBs. Hey, we don't have enough linebackers. Hey, we don't have enough pressure up front. I can live with that because you know what? Especially the things defensively, as a Bears fan, Am I worried about the Chicago Bears being able to build another defense? Am I worried about the Chicago Bears being able to go out and find linebackers, being able to go out and find defensive linemen, being able to go out and find uh, uh, a DB? No, I'm not worried about nothing defensively with the Chicago Bears. And even with that game, right, even looking at that game, that's the first game where the Chicago Bears have allowed not only just one second-half touchdown, but multiple. And it was against one of the best teams. And you're going to play some teams like that. Guess what? You're going to play some teams like that the rest of the way. You got the Bills on the schedule. It's going to get ugly. Ugh. Ah. Mm. Run. But I don't come into today with a, oh my God, I can't believe this offense looks like that. I can't believe the Bears look like that. I can't. The Bears looked like a football team that just didn't have enough talent to beat a team that had plenty of it, that had talent to spare, that had talent for days. But for the first time going up against those teams, I didn't look at that and say, wow, we're completely outcoached in this game. And that's what I mean when I say a bad football team. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a bad football team because there are football teams out there, right, where you look at this and you're like, wow, the players are bad. Guess what? Wow, the coach is also putting those players in a really bad position. Wow, this is awful all the way around, and there's no way to fix this. Be honest with me, Bears fans. What we saw yesterday, does it feel like there is no way to fix this? That's not how I felt yesterday. That's not how I felt watching this. Are there mistakes? Are there miscues? 100%. I think this game gets away from you when Justin Fields ends up, or I'm sorry, when uh, David Montgomery ends up fumbling the ball, Justin Fields doesn't touch down Michael Parsons. He runs it in for a touchdown. Those are, those are issues that can be fixed. But I, I look at that and I'm like, that's where the football game got away from you. That's, that's the turning point for me, right? I know a lot of people, uh, uh, my dad was viscerally upset yesterday. I mean, he was losing it at the fact that the Chicago Bears went for two. I'm fine with the Bears being aggressive going for two I don't have an issue with that that's a difference of opinion there right but but I I look at that moment as a moment where I'm like hey you didn't do enough to stop that play from happening and it puts you in an even worse position that compounded a bad situation that you were already in but remember the Bears cut this game down the defense was a part of that. Now, I'm not saying the defense played well. But the defense was a part of that. This Bears defense all season has been a defense that in the second half is able to play better than we expected. Has been able to play above. And guess what? Today or yesterday, I'm sorry, they came up against a team that you couldn't do it. Yesterday, they came up against a team you couldn't do it against. Are we surprised that there are better football teams than the Chicago Bears right now in the NFL? I'm not surprised by that at all. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> are we surprised that a what are they six and two a six and two football team is better than us? I'm not surprised by that. But I didn't leave yesterday's game feeling like wow we have no idea what we're doing. I left yesterday's game feeling like, hey, we're not talented enough to beat this team. We were an underdog coming in and we played out as an underdog. That's something to be optimistic about because you know what? Every time, I, I remember 2018, right? When Matt Nagy was ripping it down the field, running it, and everybody was like, oh, we got the quarterback of the future. And I was bought in on Mitch too. I liked what Mitch was doing. I thought he was playing well, but my big knock was he's starting in some really good spots. He's starting in really, really, really good spot. I mean, he's starting at the 15. He's starting at the 20. Like, I would hope that we can find a way to get the ball in the end zone, even though later on, right, it didn't work out that way.
But that was my only knock with it. 2018, that was my only knock. I was like, he's starting so close. It's re Justin Fields isn't starting there. Justin Fields is starting at the 20. Justin Fields is starting at the 15. Justin Fields is starting at the 25. And he's driving the field. On one of the best defenses in the NFL. And you know what? He's doing it his way. Bears at one point had, I believe, 17 unanswered points against the Cowboys and it worked their way back into that game. And guess what? Those moments can happen and it just looked like you didn't have enough talent to finish it off. But when I look at Justin Fields yesterday, 17 for 23, 151 yards, threw for two touchdowns, ran for another, QBR of 120. I'm sorry, does he play for the Chicago Bears? Is he our quarterback? Because that's not what I'm used to seeing here. And it's not coming against a Tampa Bay defense in 2018. That's one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It's coming against one of the top defenses in the NFL. I'm optimistic about what I'm seeing from the Chicago Bears team. Are there negatives we can point to? 100%. Are there negatives we can look at? 110%. But the fact that in a game like this, that we lost 49, and listen, right, at the end of the day, right, 49 to 29, it's not good. I'm, I'm probably putting lipstick on a pig here. It's not good. You gave up 49 points. When you can say almost 50, it's not good, right? Like, it, let's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not naive to what we really got going on here. But it didn't feel like we've seen in the past this does not feel like what we've seen in the past justin fields does not feel like what we've had here in chicago luke getsy does not feel like what we've had here in chicago This feels different to me. This feels like, hey, there's things here we can work with and we need to tweak it. You know what it feels like to me? And this is the part where I, this, I've, I've tried so hard not to say this this season, but it's really how it feels to me. This feels like Josh Allen before they put money in front of him. I'll give you a more recent example. This feels like Jalen Hurts before they put money in front of him. And by money, I mean spending money on players that are going to help him out. That's what this feels like. And how many times over the last two, three, four weeks have we looked at the play on the field? And I said this coming in to the season. When we're looking at the play on the field, when we're looking at Justin Fields, if he's delivering these passes, they're hitting guys in the hands, and they're dropping them, that means Justin can get the pass to that guy. He just, we just need a better receiver. How different do these games look if Justin Fields has receivers? How different do these games look if Justin Fields has better protection? How different do these, right? Like, that's the part now where I look at Ryan Poles and I say, hey, buddy, not for nothing. You got a lot of money. I'm fine with the Robert Quinn trade. I think it affects you in the short term. I do. I know a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, Robert Quinn being traded doesn't affect the Bears. It shouldn't hurt the Bears because at the end of the day, right, like you should be able to play through that. Robert Quinn was whether he was making impact on the field that we thought was overly impactful or not. He's the leader of that team. He's the leader of your football team. He was the leader of your defense. We can want it to be Roquan, but with everything that happened with Roquan this offseason, Robert Quinn was the, the leader of your defense. Losing Robert Quinn is a loss to this Bears team, at least mentally. I don't know how long in the hangover is going to be. And I think, right, like losing him in the middle of the week. Like, that's the part to me that really gets – it's like you lost him in the middle of the week. It's not like you lost him like – 
right after the game last week. Like all of a sudden, like he probably practiced what once or twice, and then all of a sudden he's just on the Eagles. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's a little different. But I'll ask this question to the chat, and I appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us, man. Hit that like button if you haven't done so. We are going to be doing a show daily here. There are some changes that are coming in my personal life. I wanted to do this show live every day, but there are some changes that are coming in my personal life that might take away from the live aspect of the show, but there will be a show from 11 to 12 every day, maybe 1130 to 1230. I kind of like this because I think we'll be able to get a little bit of the bears in there as well. But um there will be a show every day um and i appreciate you guys for rocking with me on the changes i appreciate you guys for rocking with me through all of this stuff uh you will get an hour-long show so stay tuned with us man i appreciate you guys for showing love uh as always shout out to everybody in the chat we got chef mac in the chat cache in the chat what's going on steve-o's in the chat what's going on uh who else we got in here baki's in the chat v-dog in the chat burn what's going on tiff tiff in the chat Shout out to you guys for showing love, man. I love hearing from you guys in the chat as well. Um, the question that I have for you. Have the Chicago Bears finally unlocked this offense? Through two weeks of play, we've seen the Bears play a lot better. Through two weeks of play, we've seen the Bears uh, put a lot, a lot more pre-snap movement on tape we've seen the bears do it and and i mean you went from okay you played the patriots patriots are kind of a mid team as well uh big baron was going on man shay was going on man big baron was kind of a mid team as well um big baron my, my bad bro uh the patriots were kind of a mid team as well uh i can't you getting divorced brady style not that bad nah uh <laughs> I'll let you guys know when we got a little bit more confirmation on some of the changes that's coming. But have the Chicago Bears finally figured out how to unlock this offense? Because I think that there's a lot when you talk about Justin Fields that early on Luke Getze was afraid to do. And remember, right, like you have to learn how to be an offensive coordinator if you're Luke Getze. Learn how to be a head coach if you're if you're Matt Eberflus. Learning how to be a DC if you're Allen Williams. But have you at least started to turn that key? Because through two weeks, through two weeks, you've seen an offense including Justin. I say more. Through four weeks, you've seen an offense including Justin Fields. that has figured out how to use his movement, that has figured out how to use his arm, that has figured out through ever-fluctuating offensive line issues, ever-fluctuating offensive linemen going down. You've seen that offense continue to move forward. And I'll say this, to the point that the Chicago Bears this entire season whether we, I know we focus in on Justin Fields. We focus on Justin Fields so much. But this entire season, the Chicago Bears offense has had an identity. This entire season, the Chicago Bears offense has had an identity that you can look at and you can say, hey, they're the best at something. When they're running the football, the Chicago Bears are the best rushing team in the NFL. Maybe second best now. They might be second best now. But I believe they went into this week as the best rushing offense in the NFL. That's an identity. By the way, those yards include your quarterback being mobile. Which adds into him also being able to, okay, we're going to fake this off. Boom, let me roll out here. Spin. Easy. Dime. And that's why I asked the question, right? It's not to say that it's a finished product. It's not to say that the Bears have opened the door all the way. Because at the end of the day, right, guess what? You still don't have enough talent on this offense. But if you get if, if you see what's happening right now,
it doesn't look like the Bears don't know what they're doing. Again, I go back to the coaching staff. I go back to what I said kind of in the first segment. It, it doesn't look like the Bears are confused offensively. It looks like they just don't have the talent to make things work. Running game, if that's something that works. Hey, let's keep using that. Let's roll with that. And you know what? It's not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole offensively. The entire time Matt Nagy was here, what did we say? Hey, listen. Not for nothing, champ, but you might want to uh, you might want to run something that the team does well. Apparently, there's all these plays in practice that you do, and the team does them well, but you're not running that here. And guess what? Now, not only are we running it in practice, but we're running the heck out of it during the game. We know what we're good at. And when you know what you're good at, you know how you can make things work. When you know what you can make work, guess what? Now you have an identity. When you use that identity very well versus just about every good defense that we've seen this season... And then you go look at the fact that the quarterback is continuing to improve. The quarterback is continuing to grow. The quarterback is continuing to get better. The quarterback is putting the ball in receivers' hands who just can't hold on to him. Bayless Jones, you got to figure something out in this NFL, my young friend. Or old friend, depending on who's, which perspective you're looking at it from. <coughs> Excuse me. But to me, right, it feels like the Bears have unlocked a little bit of an identity. And now they're sprinkling in Justin Fields' ability into that identity. And when you add in his ability to an identity that's already working, now you make yourself a dual dangerous team. And you hear it with how teams are talking every week, right? You hear it with how teams are talking about Justin Fields every week. They're not talking about Justin like he doesn't have ability. They're not talking about Justin like he can't play the game. They're not talking about Justin like, hey, we don't have to worry about this guy. They're talking about we can't contain. We have to find a way to contain him. We have to find a way to hold him down. We have to find a way to slow his game down. If we can't slow him down, we have no chance. It's weird to hear around a Bears quarterback, ain't it? It's so weird to hear about a Bears quarterback. But I swear, through four weeks of football, I look at this Bears team and I'm just like, I mean, I mean, you've had the identity all year running the football, right? But I think the last four weeks, you really can key in on what Justin Fields has really been able to do. And you're like, man, like, yo, you, you look at those first two weeks and the receivers just weren't on point. Um, and then as the receivers slowly got on point, right, now you're starting to move the football down the field a little bit more. Now as you're moving the football down the field, you can't get into the end zone. Guess what? Now we're going to use Justin Legs down by the red zone. He's able to run the ball in. That opens things up now boom we're able to make passes down the field we're able to hit receivers guess what Nikhil Harry red zone touchdown uh 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 um Cole Komet red zone touchdown give me more of that I think that I think the mindset and I love I love uh, uh um how the growth of this has come because it's literally been incremental all season it's literally been all right let's give him a little bit more and see what he can handle let's give him a little bit more and see what he can handle and it's not a one game process it's not a one week process it's not a one play process we're coming into now week nine and we're talking about justin fields throwing 150 and running for what he run for 80 another 80 yards the other day what'd you end up running for justin justin ran for uh, rushing 60 yards, 7.5 uh, attempts. We're looking at that and we're saying, okay, but if he, if they catch this, if they make this play, if they make this play, boom, we're moving forward. That's crazy. It's not the finished product, but it's a product. Matt Nagy didn't have a product. 
Matt Nagy was a salesman with no product. Matt Eberflus came in with proven sales. Again, I'm not saying it's a finished product, but a little bit of a turning that key, turning that key a little bit more. Steps in the right direction. I love what we're seeing from this Bears team, man. I am optimistic. I am optimistic. On a, on a, on a day, on a day, that after we got beat by 50, I am optimistic. I feel like Luke Getze is learning. And I, I think that's the part. I think that's what I was going to say earlier. I think that's the part that there's a lot of people um, look at with, with this team. And it's like, Justin's got to get better. Justin's got to play better. Justin's got to do this. Justin's got to make. And it's like, no. Luke Getze has to figure this out. Matt Eberflus has to figure this out. Your receivers have to figure this out. Your offensive line has to figure this out. Justin Fields has to figure out how to navigate the issues that you have while trying to implement what all those other things are doing on the field. So, yeah, Justin's got to figure it out, but there's so many other things that have to be figured out around Justin. So many other things that have to be figured out around Justin. And, it, I mean, honestly, right, Like it's good to see that we're figuring it out. <laughs> It's not just question marks anymore. We're starting. Here's what I've said all year. You can't be a team of questions. You have to find answers. That's what this season is about. We're finding some answers, y'all. We ain't got all of them, but we're finding some answers. That's exciting to me. Baki just tweeted me this. Uh, shout out to Baki in the chat, as always, man. Always rocking with the show. Uh, says, uh, according to uh, Next Gen Stats, Field had the fastest play in the NFL in Week 8 and the 10th fastest play in the NFL this season. Uh, he was the fastest ball carrier on the field. He ran 21.23 miles. <laughs> that's that's wild, dog. That's hilarious. That's wild. No, but you you know what it is for me with this and 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 – I'll kind of I'll kind of finish out the offensive side. We'll do an ad read and then we'll keep it going. You ain't got the answers, Baron. <laughs> you know what it is for me though? Is that this feels more like a situation of quarterbacks that have gone on to be successful than it does a situation of quarterbacks that have gone on to be failures. To me, that's the difference that we're seeing. This feels like a situation of, hey, if we spend money, this will improve versus a situation of, hey, we've got to figure out how to make these guys improve. We've got to figure out how to make this team play better. We've got to figure out what else to do. And, and listen, there's still execution issues defensively, right? On the defensive line, guys aren't hitting their gaps. Um, you And, and we'll listen in to uh, um, Coach Flues, kind of what he was looking at at the end of that game. He was not happy coming off the field. Um, which I mean, you got 49 hung on you. I don't know why you'd be happy in that situation, but this seems like situations where we've seen quarterbacks thrive in Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Jalen hurts recently, Lamar Jackson. This feels like one of those now. And we've never been able to say that about anybody. Like, Mitch never felt like that. Mitch, is, Mitch never felt like this. I liked Mitch. I thought that Mitch had an opportunity to be able to play. I never thought he was going to be the where they drafted him. But I thought he was going to be better than what we hoped for. But he wasn't. And guess what? He's continuing to not be. But he, he wasn't. But even at Mitch's best... I could see where he thrived and I could see where there was an issue. I could tell he destroys man coverage. Mitch can destroy man coverage every time. But when you put that zone on him, he has no answers. 
And Matt Nagy kind of chained him down with that a little bit, right? And, you know, stay in the pocket, don't run, all that stuff. But with Justin, he's playing against zone. He's playing against top defenses. He's playing against guys that haven't allowed over 100 yards. Playing against guys that haven't allowed 25 points a game. Let alone 29. And he's playing well. And he's he's giving us answers. That's what excites me moving forward. That's what has me optimistic, man. And I appreciate y'all for rocking with me on that point, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Tune into the to all of that, man. You gotta do a little ad read, pay some bills here, man, because I gotta tell y'all about bird dog whiskey, bro. Uh on the other side of that, though, uh, we are going to talk about what happened to the Chicago Bears defense. Um, we're also gonna talk about a little bit of what the Bears should be doing at the deadline. We're gonna listen into Justin Fields as well. We're gonna listen into Coach Fluce, and uh we're gonna we're gonna break down a lot of uh, what we hear from those guys as well but before i do all of that man i do want to let you guys know that the, the the uh today's episode of the windy city breeze sports talk daily is brought to you by bird dog whiskey the official drink of the windy city breeze in 2010 bird dog pioneered the flavored whiskey category and since that time bird dog has been upholding and trailblazing the space year after year me and the breeze squad have personally enjoyed the peach flavor the black cherry the seven year i got the i got the seven year right here this bruh Bro, smooth dog, smooth. Stop playing with them. Uh, and we want you guys to be able to do the same, man. We've been we've been wa- drinking this on the show, watching with you guys. Win, lose, or draw. Bears, bulls, all of that. So check the link in the description below and find out where you can get your favorite flavor of bird dog whiskey. Where the motto is: Life is short, so add some flavor. As we're coming into the other side of this thing, man, appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. Appreciate you guys for showing love. I need y'all to do me a favor, though. I think we got like 90 to uh, almost 100 people in here. I need y'all to go ahead and... Uh, push the button. Come on. Push the button. Come on. Push the button. Yeah, come on. Push the button. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking bears and bulls, how Chicago fans talk, man. So make sure that you get in tune with us. Uh, As we're coming into the other side of this, man, uh, what happened to the defense? That is the main question. This is a defense that hadn't allowed a second chance touchdown or a second half touchdown outside of one game, I believe, this season. Uh, and they allowed multiple. Um, this is a defense that was uh, doing a pretty good job against the pass, uh, was getting gashed on the run pretty much every game, but was doing okay against the passing game. Um, did not look good. And um, Kendall Vildor had a, had a regression game. I mean, I I think personally, right, Quinn could have played a little bit of a part into it, but it shouldn't have played a 49-point part into it. Uh, Roquan Smith looked bad. He looked bad all game. Um, He he looked like he didn't want to be out there. He looked like uh, he didn't have uh, a lot of energy behind it. He didn't have uh, a lot of fight behind him, right? I I think that one play, right, where Tony Pollard's coming coming up the middle, he literally sheds a block masterfully. Pollard runs pretty much past him as he does it though and he like grabs him on the ankles as he gets dragged into the end zone so i it, it was just it was just a lot of bad defensively in this game um and i mean honestly right like that's that's the part that that really put the bears out of the bears offense did a good job fighting back into this game but the defense was just atrocious they weren't getting enough pressure on Dak prescott they weren't and and i think that's been a theme right I can't say it's been a theme this season because the Bears have gotten to the quarterback, but I think it's been a theme versus those those teams that we didn't expect to beat um, where you kind of see your defensive line disappear. And, and we've basically seen more of the same where other teams aren't going to try and throw it to Jalen Johnson's side. They're going to pick on your opposite DB. They're going to pick on uh, uh, um, Kendall Vildor. They're going to pick on Kyler Gordon. They're going to pick on Jaquan Brisker. And Brisker kind of started off a little bit slow, especially on those first two drives. Um, But he picked his game up. I thought he finished out playing pretty well. Uh, But, I mean, as a whole, right, like, your defense just looked bad. Even even in even with that, right, still able to put you in a moment where uh, Eddie Jackson gets the pick, baited it perfectly. That could have been a turning moment for the Bears. They end up getting a field goal, making a nine-point game going into the half. And now all of a sudden, you got life. You come out on the other side of that, and, and yeah, the offense plays into it. But I, I just felt like, right, like the defense – when the defense got a little bit of energy, when the defense got a little bit of life in it, pick going into the half, come back on the opposite side, um, 
uh, you get a stop coming out of that but then the fumble that turns into a touchdown for michael parsons um that to me was your turning point because it seemed like that was the point where the defense just slumped its shoulders again and it was like no matter what we do they're we're, we're not going to be able to fight our way back in this game and i think i think that was the moment to me where you really saw a lot of the energy come out of this defense um and and credit to dallas credit to uh um you know their, their offense there and Dak kind of getting back into it that came out slinging it almost looked like the Bears thought that Dak was going to come out with less pressure. It almost thought that they thought Dak was going to come out and be like, ah, I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to do too much here. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, exert too much energy in this moment. That's how it felt like to me. Right. And then like Dak was like, no, I'm coming out slinging dog. And I'm going to dot y'all up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show y'all that I'm back. I need to prove to people that Cooper rush should not be in this game. Uh, and <laughs> that's how it felt to me. Let's, let's hear. How I felt the coach Flus, um, really want to hear his breakdown of the game and, and, kind of what he was seeing from the game and how it went uh he talked yesterday after the game talking about the bears need to execute better uh, hold up. Hold up. i'm, I'm okay. gonna show y'all that i'm uh, back. obviously you to prove to people that cooper Rush oh, okay. should not be in this game uh, it, that's me again that's me again hold on yeah, you relax there buddy uh disappointed in the loss uh today um, give credit to the Dallas Cowboys and their coaching staff uh, and their players uh, played a, well, a very a good game today. So uh, credit to them. Um, you know, obviously we started out the game, you know, and uh, on defense, you know, obviously the first, you know, four drives resulted in touchdowns. So, we, you know, we obviously got to do a better job getting off the field. We didn't really do a good job on third down. Um, to, to make that happen, um, you know, didn't create enough third down situations um, for our, ourselves and third and longer to, to really uh, get off the field there. So we got to do a better job with that. You know, and our offense, I think, performed pretty well, you know, the entire day. You know, they had a couple, couple uh, you know, three and outs, but uh, for the most part, drove the ball, did a nice job in situations. Um, you know, obviously we cut that lead, you know, down to 11 points. You know, with the with the Eddie interception at the very end to kick the field goal, you know, so that was that was really good. And we told the guys at halftime, this is a game, this is a game, and, and it's 11 points, and uh, we can certainly dig ourselves out of this. And the guys did a nice job. You know, we traded punts uh, to start the second half, and then going into the uh, our offense drove the ball down there to make it a game, and then you know, then we had that sequence that was like a you know five minutes or so to let go in the, the third quarter, where it was you know. They, they uh, got us to jump off sides, had the big chunk play, had a couple of nice plays, and they scored on us on, in the third quarter. And then the very next series on offense, they got the fumble for a touchdown. And we got to do a better job touching them down there um, in that situation. And then from there, we were just battling to stay in it. So it was, uh, it was again, again, the guys were always had their eyes forward. Um, you know, I thought on offense, you know, a lot, of, a lot of good positive things. I think that was the best passer rating that Justin's had at 120. You know, um, really did a nice job. He was 17 to 23, had two touchdowns. Uh, rushing offense is still doing a really good job, uh, which it has all year. You know, the fourth time we've had 230 yards this season. You know, the third straight game of 200 yards rushing. You know, Herbert was at 6.2. Justin was at 7.5. He's using his legs really good. So, you know, and to me, it was just a, a matter of us, you know, having our opportunity to really, in the third quarter there, to, to come back. Um, to make that run, to make it a game in the third quarter. It was unfortunate that we had those turn of events in the, about five minutes to go in that third quarter. So um, over, uh, we'll open up to questions from there. You mentioned the, the fumble return touchdown. How do you coach Justin immediately after that and knowing the details that you stress, how, how disappointing? Yeah, just touch him down. We've showed multiple times uh, during the course of our situations, Tate, that we show every Friday um, that you got to touch guys down, you know, and it's whoever right there in the scrum, when you see that, you got to touch him down. We know that that's part of pro football, and we just got to do a better job there. Reflecting back, how big of a swing was that that stretch right there? It was big. Yeah, it was big. I mean, we just we go score. We didn't get the two point conversion. We can make it to a five point game, and then the defense, you know, jumps off sides to get a big chunk down the middle. Um, you know, first down on a couple of boots and a toss. You know, and then we didn't do a very good job uh, really all day on run defense. You know, we we didn't do a good job of of, of staying in our gaps, playing our responsibilities. And I told the players after the game, guys, we're going to look at the tape. We're going to see it. You're going to see it. There's no mystery here. It's about good fundamentals, technique, and you got to do that down in and down out to play to play good defense. And on a play like, does the, does the sideline play any kind of role in that as far as knowing that he's not down? 
and letting you know. Yeah, I just said that on the radio. I just said that on the radio. Hey, we could have done a good job even on the sideline. Hey, touch him down, you know. And but uh, you know, but it's during the game. Sure, certainly we could have done a better job. On the two-point conversion play, what uh, on the two-point conversion? Lawrence comes untouched. Is it a read option? Should yeah. you handed it off? Is that the? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. It should be a handoff. It should be a give. And he read it the other way, and and then just got to throw it. Then at that he point, takes a hit like that. Does yeah. your, I mean, does your heart skip a beat a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, whenever your quarterback takes a hit like that, you know, D. Law is a powerful guy. You know, I was with him when he was here, and uh, certainly, you know, you want to make sure that your guy's not in harm's way. Uh, but we just got to make a good decision there. Without without seeing the video, you guys had that third and short opportunity to get off the field, and then Pollard breaks it for the 54-yard yeah. touchdown out there. Yeah. Any any idea of, of how that got out the gates for as much? Yeah. As so we we had a pressure on there um, for that particular one, and the guys that are away from the pressure got to hammer the ball. So they got to hammer it back to the pressure, and the ball kept getting outside. And I think it might have been I don't know who who exactly what numbers, but it was at least two guys that let the ball outside their arm, and uh, that's just keeping the cup. You know, that, that thing's designed to hammer it back to the pressure, and Pollard did a nice job. I mean, he, that's a power bounce play that they have. They've ran it before, um, and uh, he did a nice job bouncing it. Defensively, Matt, do you look at this and see issues with discipline and preparation, or do you see issues where this roster just talent-wise isn't ready to compete with good offense? Yeah, I mean, we're going to go, like I said, we're going to go back and look at the tape. It's going to be fundamentals. It's going to be the coach and the players. We have to be able to execute better uh, together as a group um, uh, in these instances. We're going to play teams that have good rosters, and that that's part of the football. And if you want to be good, guess what? you got to play and compete against those guys. So um, we just got to execute better. How do you look at it realistically as far as you guys are? You guys just had a teardown, especially defensively. You've sent a lot of people out in the offseason. This roster might not be ready to compete with those rosters. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I, I believe that it comes down to guys doing their job, coaches uh, getting them to do it the right way together, and us playing the way we're supposed to play. That's what I believe. What's your mindset at the end of the game? You obviously were taking some timeouts, trying to get the ball back, yeah. and you got the, the ball back and went to your backup quarterback and some other backup. Yeah, so we just wanted to get a couple linemen in there um, to get some work, and we wanted to get Trevor some work. You know, and that was really the gist of it. You know, I know that we were it was a 20-point game, I, I believe, at that point. You know, with uh, only five minutes to go or so, and we were going to bang our timeouts. We planned on putting T in there just to get him a couple reps. And we knew the game was over. You know, we we're going to punt it. We were out of timeouts, and all they could do was kneal. But uh, just to get those few reps for those guys. Yeah, coming off the high of Monday night to the trade of Quinn to this result, what can a young team learn from all this? Just to look at every performance as it stands alone by itself. You know, so when you ride the wave, you know, of momentum like this, you know, you you know that can it can be a tricky thing, you know, for a young football team. So you have to look at every performance for what it is, you know. So last Monday was a performance for what it is, and then your preparation's got to be the same. It's got to be the same. And I, I'll tell you this, I thought we had a good week of practice leading into this, and I told the players that last night. And, um, you know, but the performance wasn't as well as we thought it was, you know. And, and again, my hat's off to the Cowboys. They did a nice job game planning and, and, and executing and all that. But uh, just one, th one performance at a time. No, it's good. It's positive. You know, it's a positive thing for the guys. You know, I think that the guys are starting to really gel. Um, you can see that now we've implemented some things, you know, that uh, are really enhancing the skill levels of our players. Um, I think it's starting to open up some things for us, and uh, it's it's a positive for sure. We've talked for a couple of weeks about how you have a good second half defense, and you've been stressing start fast, start fast, start fast. Do you have a sense for why it's not sticking for whatever yeah, I mean, it comes down to execution. I mean, you're going to look at the tape, and we're just going to have to do a better job. Um, you got to come out, you execute on first and second down, get your third down favorables, and then execute on third down. That's what it comes down to. That's just basic ball. It's going to be that way for a long time, so we just got to do a better job. Matt, the, the Fowler sack that set up the down a distance that led to the Montgomery fumble, I know you haven't seen the film or whatever. Was yeah. that just a, it seemed like he came fairly clean. Was that just a miscommunication or they just, you know, uh, Yeah, I'm going to have to look at that play. I'm going to have to look at that play so to see the details of that. Matt, the last offensive play of the first half, you guys went with a shovel pass. Can you uh, talk us through just kind of the thought process there rather than taking a shot into the end zone there? Yes, we, we like that play. We like to play. We know they're going to be softer there, and we just we wanted to work on that that shovel 
and uh, that was that was going to be a good play for us. So it just broke down for whatever reason. I got to look at the play, but uh, we like that play. Do you think Justin's taking a step forward in how he uses his legs, not just obviously with the design run things like that, but right. the way he's more deliberate in his running? Do you see that progression? Yeah, I do. I do. I, he's he's uh, he's good, uh, and he's got good instincts that way. You know, so he knows situational football. Uh, when he has to get the prescribed down a distance, but uh, I think he's growing that way for sure. Your offense is more complete now than it was a couple weeks ago, and if so, how much further does it need to go to be where you want it? I just think it's growing. I just think it's growing. It's growing. Uh, you can see it growing, and we could see that you know in practice the last three or four weeks, and we can certainly see that in the last couple games. And uh, you know the guys are going to look at the tape. You know they got things to work on too on offense. You know in kicking game we got to work on things and we got to work on stuff on defense. So it's uh, get back to work. And as someone with defensive expertise in your career and very high standards, how do you process this game giving up 49 points? Yeah, I mean it's just you know it's it's you know whatever it is 42 points you know because of the return. But uh, yeah, that's that's unacceptable. Um, you know so we're going to have to look at ourselves with a critical eye and make sure that we're doing the right things. Um, you know, down in and down out, you know, and then uh, practicing those things during the week and, uh, and to get better. But it's, it's not. But the players, when, uh, how do you address it with your players when I, I imagine you'll just be making red X's on every single play? Yeah, just, you just got to look at every play for it, one play at a time and look at it and then say, okay, hey, this, this, was, the, this was good. This was the breakdown. This is how we improve. That's, it. That's what you got to do. Just as an extension of that, what's most, what's most bothersome to you about the defensive performance today as you leave here? Um, I would just say being able to get guys, get them in third and longers, you know, so the first and second down defense has got to be better uh, to get us into the third down situations that we like. That's Coach Flus breaking down what he saw in that Dallas game. And and you heard him talking defensively, right? And I think that's the part I really want to focus in on, you know, kind of where uh, the Bears' defense went that night. Um, and and it, it comes down to a lot of the th- same things that we've been saying all season. Got to execute. You got to do what you know what you're supposed to do. You got to be in those gaps. You got to be in those. You have to attack the same way every week. There's a talent gap for sure, right? And this might just be a game where the Bears just didn't have enough talent. This might be a game where, uh, hey, Jose, I'm facts. Jose, shout out to Jose in the chat. Jose Guzman said, good week of practice brings back bad memories. Uh, <laughs> I heard that a little twinge. Um, but, but. You have to just be able to execute no matter what the team you're playing is. And that's how you keep this thing close. If the Bears keep this close, if the Bears keep this remotely close, we're talking about a completely different feeling coming into this. Now you feel even better. Even if they only, even if it's a 30, uh, 35-29, you're like, yo, we were competitive that whole game, right? I think it just got to the point in that, in that second half where you would allow them to score two touchdowns before you were able to get one. And it just made you feel like it wasn't competitive anymore. But but to me, right, like looking at looking at this team defensively, it just looks like, hey, we got pieces. We don't have the picture. Roquan's a piece, a piece that might not be here, but Roquan's a piece. Do you have enough on the other side of that? Okay, ah. We got Jalen Johnson. Do you have enough on the other side of him? I think the only spot that you have solidified right now is your safety position. I love Jaquan Brisker, and I think Jaquan Brisker makes Eddie Jackson into the player that we all loved. Eddie Jackson has, what, four picks on the season? Five picks on the season to this point? Jaquan Brisker allows Eddie Jackson to be the player that we all loved. He allows Eddie Jackson to be the player that was worth paying the contract to. And we haven't seen that Eddie Jackson in three years. So I like what we're seeing there. I like that we're seeing this. I like that we're seeing, I I like a a lot of what they're doing, but it's just, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be. You don't have enough talent to not be in position. You don't have enough talent to miss your miscues. What it does, what it allows you to do is... Talent allows you more room for mistakes because the talent you have allows you to overcome those mistakes. When you don't have the talent, you have to be as close to perfect as possible. 
when you don't have that talent you have to be as close to perfect as possible on a consistent basis every drive and you just don't right now in fact you're getting rid of talent you're moving on from some talent. And that and I mean that's pretty much what we've seen through this team the entire season. I think that's been a big part of why the Bears are struggling this year, right? Like I, I really think, right, if Flues comes in and you have the Bears defense from last year fully intact, Khalil Mack, uh Akeem Hicks, all of that, right? The Bears would the Bears absolutely would win more games this year. For the long term, I don't know if for the long term that's how it's gonna uh uh um if that's how quickly it's gonna come, but I, I think that when you or I'm sorry I don't think for the long term that it's it's a viable option for you which is why I'm okay with Ryan Poles did um but I look at now okay you move on from Mac that team takes on all the money you don't get much back but that team takes on all the money move on from Hicks okay his money's not on the books you move on from Quinn your entire defensive line is gone You got rid of your entire defensive line. It's going to have an effect. But I feel like you're moving it closer to the right direction, closer towards, okay, we can add stuff in here to make this defense not have to play absolutely perfect i think in your upcoming draft this year and 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 i think there's a couple things you got to look at especially coming into the end of this season as well um we'll we'll close the show out kind of breaking down this topic here coming into the end of the season to me you have to be looking at two things and i mean it starts this week but you have to be looking at two things the rest of the season has to be evaluating the guys on the offensive line evaluating where we need pieces most on the defense, because I think offensive line, you go after in free agency. Next season, I think you're not going to have wide receiver pool. You're going to have offensive line pool, and you need to put a lot of your money into that. And then I think you absolutely need to be looking at your uh, uh, wide receiver room for your draft, wide receiver and your linebacker room for your draft. That's where I think the Bears need to draft most. That's where I think they need to focus most in the draft. So the rest of the season needs to be evaluation. And I'm going to be real with you, right? Coming into this last part of the season, let me ask y'all this in the chat. Shout out the opportunity and rock it with us, man. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. If you have not done so, just go ahead and... Uh, push the button. Come on. Push the button. Come on. Push the button. Yeah. Come on. Push the button. Hit that like button, man. We appreciate y'all for showing love. Here's, here's the question that I have for y'all. If a player's not going to be a part of this Bears team's future realistically, do they move on from him by tomorrow? And there's a couple of players that we could talk about. It's not just the the Roquan Smith in the room, right? There's a couple of players that you could talk about in this. You talk about Tevin Jenkins. You could talk about David Montgomery. You could talk about Eddie Jackson. If you're not a part of the Bears future, and I think that's the part that has a lot of Bears on edge. I think that's a part that has a lot of Bears fans kind of, I don't know, should we make this? Are we going to make this? What's going to be? Because at the end of the day, right, like winning more games this season, while I think the Bears can win more games this season, I'll believe that until Ryan Poles takes that away from us. And if you take that away from us, that tells me what the game plan is finishing out the year. But should the Bears be active in looking to trade guys by the end of the season? Or I'm sorry, by, by the end of tomorrow, not the end of the season, by the end of tomorrow. You've already moved on from Robert Quinn. I like that deal. I personally think like the Bears uh, came out well in that deal. Now you do got to hold on to the money, but you get more money on your books next year. I believe we're up to one does that move us? I believe that moves us up to one fifty, right? One hundred fifty million uh, for Robert Quinn, um, and you get a pick back. Yeah, we got to eat the money this year. Whatever, we got room to eat the money. It's fine. But is there something out there? And I think the only the only part that I look at with the Chicago Bears and I say, maybe there's a piece out there that you can go get because you're not going to go trade for a big name lineman. You're not going to go trade for a big name linebacker, right? But is there a possibility of going to trade for one of these receivers that seems disgruntled, on, on, which apparently there's a lot of them this year, right? That seems disgruntled on their team. And you can get a receiver here for Justin Fields that you know can play. 
125 to 130. Appreciate y'all in the chat. Because at the end of the day, right, like you're talking about, I, I think the part where a lot of Bears fans have concern is how many developing pieces do you want on your team at once? How many developing pieces do you want on your football team at once? And I think that that's the one thing, right, where on the defensive side, I'm fine with development. You know why? I know the Bears can develop defense. They've been able to do it forever. We've got Matt Eberflus here. He's a heck of a defensive coordinator. He was a heck of a defensive eye for talent. Got a lot of defensive talent over there in Indianapolis. He can figure out how to develop those guys. Not worried about that in the slightest. I don't mind going young there. I don't mind going young at the receiver position, but I think the question mark comes in, especially your line. Pay those guys. Go spend a hundred. I, I need 90 million alone in my offensive line. But when I'm looking at the receiver room, do you want to take time to go out and possibly get one of those young receivers and hope for a Jamar chase, hope for a, uh, a Chris Olave, hope for a, you know what I'm saying? One of those guys is going to boom. He hits right away. Or do you try to trade for that guy right now? Talking about today and tomorrow. Do you try to find that guy that's already established in the NFL? Maybe it's Elijah Moore. Maybe it's DJ Moore. Maybe a lot of Moore is mad out here, right? Maybe it's Jerry Judy. Um, you know, like there's 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 a lot of names that have been a part of the, the receiver room out here that are just they just feel like I'm not getting the ball enough. I don't have a quarterback that's looking for me because of whatever the, the extenuating circumstances are. especially if you're moving on from players that might not be a part of this organization. I know we don't want to hear that right, but the Chicago Bears are not going to pay David Montgomery. Roquan Smith has a chance. Roquan Smith, I 110% believe, has a chance. The Chicago Bears are not going to pay David Montgomery. I would be shocked, and I would be confused if the Bears up and threw the bag at David Montgomery. Now, if Monty wants to be here and he wants to take a little bit of a pay cut and he, yeah, all of that, I'm with all of that, right? But if you're paying David Montgomery more than $5 million a year, you're not up on where the NFL is at. And I get it, right? Like, I, I, I get where people are like, oh, but he's doing this. He's making this. He's, he should be compensated well for this. And blah. It's just not the NFL anymore. Running backs are a dime a dozen in this league. Teams 110% look at running backs and they go, yeah, but I can find a younger version of you and I can pay him a little bit of nothing. Are there things that Monty does much better than Khalil Herbert? 100%. Monty's a better pass blocker. Monty's a much better pass blocker than Khalil Herbert is. And again, a position that I'm not worried about the Chicago Bears going out and finding. There's only one offensive position in the history of this team that I am never worried about the Chicago Bears going out and finding. It's a running back. <laughs> you've never heard me say man we just can't find a good running back out here i guess maybe the last couple of years but more so just because matt Nagy didn't run the ball but i think there's a trade package that you could go out there and find if you moved on from monty especially for a lot of these teams that feel like they're just a piece away or they're just a couple of pieces away you move on from monty if you move on from roquan that could get you some some solidified names in the room right now now carolina might be a little bit more interesting one right because right now carolina's kind of trying to figure out i, I think dj Moore would be tough you would probably have to go with an offensive piece in that situation Right? Like that, that's probably, I think DJ Moore is probably the Tevin Jenkins situation because I think they are going to try to draft a quarterback next season. So you'd rather have protection for that quarterback. But you would better spend a heck of a lot of money in free agency on offensive linemen if you're going to make that deal. 
Are the Bears going to be active at the deadline? That's something we'll be watching for uh, tomorrow. We'll be doing another live show tomorrow from 11 to 12, maybe 11.30 to 12. I worked that out. I'm trying to figure that out. I kind of like this. Um, well, actually, it won't be a live show. It'll be pre-recorded. But um, we're going to be doing this show daily, Monday through Friday, sometimes pre-recorded, sometimes live, uh, based on a lot of different circumstances that are happening around my life and just me doing the show. But I'm not going to stop bringing you guys this content, man, because I love being here with you guys. I love rocking with you guys. I love talking Chicago sports with you guys. We're going to be here Monday through Friday every week. We will be live for every Chicago Bulls game. That will not change. So shout out to you guys for showing love. If you haven't done so, hit that like button, man. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talk Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. I'll be back tomorrow. Appreciate y'all for showing love. Uh, any other announcements? Oh, if you want to cop some of this Windy City merch, head on over to the community tab to find out how you can do that as well. Shout out to everybody who's shown love and bought shirts. Uh, we got a couple of people that we got to get shirts out to today. That's going to be a daily thing, shipping out these shirts. So that's a lot of fun as well, man. Uh, as always, man, it's your boy, Pat the Designer. Back at it again to continue watching our Chicago sports content. Click the links on the screen or check the links in the description below. And if you're listening on the podcast side, be sure to give us a five-star review. We appreciate you guys for showing love. As always, man, y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bird Don Z-Red. Peace.